I've been around for a long time. My name is Jack Frost. I love being on my own. No rules, no responsibility. It's as good as it sounds. Hello, mate. Been a long time. Blizzard of 68, I believe. Easter Sunday, wasn't it? You're not still mad about that, are you? Yes, but this is about something else. Fellas? Hey! There he is! Jack Frost! Santa. Wow. I hope the Yetis treated you well. Yeah, I love being shoved in a sack and tossed through a magic portal. Oh, good. That was my idea. Big four, all together. Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, Sandman, and the Easter Kangaroo. The what? I'm a bunny. It is our job to protect the children of the world. Now we face a threat greater than ever before. What an adorable dream. What's more powerful? It's fear. We need your help. Why me? You have something very special inside. And we can't do it without you. Let's go! Sandy? Sandy? Wake up! <laughs> you can't kill fear, Jack. I'm not afraid of you. We stand together. You take the ones on the left, I'll take the ones on the right? Naughty list? <laughs> Naughty list? You hold the record. It's all the rise of the guardians. That was clunky. <laughs> well, you know what they say. McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> Did what you were, say that? What were you going to say? <sighs> what did I say? <laughs> you said you know what they say. <laughs> I said it what was, was clunky. Oh, that's right. You said. All right. Better late than never. Hello, everyone. Hey. 
Oh, hello and welcome to Dream Jerks Podcast. Dream Jerks make the dream work. This is the show where we talk about every DreamWorks animated movie in order, no matter what. And today we've got a nice movie I never saw before. Uh, but before we get into that, you need to know who's talking to you. Hello, my name is Kenneth, and over here... I'm my- John! That's John! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it right one day. <laughs> but we'll never discuss it beforehand. <laughs> no, of course not. So it'll either be like... <laughs> the madness of us speaking over one another or just complete silence for five seconds. Yeah. Enjoy that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It What's sounds up? like I feel like another crazy train is on its way, but I can't tell. There's so many like vehicles moving about outside. Hmm. It's not a train. OK. Is this um, a tank? It's a it's the tanks are here. <laughs> <laughs> the Uber tell Eats em. is being delivered in a tank. Tanks for your delivery. <laughs> That would be that <laughs> is the next door dash. Yeah. Tanks for your delivery. Door bash. Door bash. They, they, I or, love it. They smash and bash your door down. Yeah. They would they attach the battering ram to the front of it. They shoot your food at the door from <laughs> from the tank. Four hundred miles away. <laughs> it's great delivery because no one has to drive anywhere. It's true. They, they just shoot it everywhere. Shoot it from the restaurants. <laughs> the only thing with that is that every restaurant then has to get a tank in order to participate in the service. This is true. That 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 is the only problem. Imagine all the different like you know how there's like secret kitchens like the Flavor Town, the Guy Fieri thing. Um, Do you know about that? Well, his secret kitchens. Yeah. So uh, he has. Uh, like a Flavor Town website or something like that online where you can order like some specific creations that he's come up with, but they're done in other like kitchens, like a Chili's or an Applebee's huh. or an Outback Steakhouse. I got to look it up right now. So you can go on flavortown.com and yeah, like look- order things from. It's like a secret kitchen. So you don't know where it's coming from. You just know that it's from Flavortown. Yes. Hey, there it is. It's it's Guy's Flavortown Kitchen. Huh. Okay. This place doesn't exist. It's not real. But if you order the stuff, you get the food delivered to you. Okay. They got like jalapeno pig poppers, bacon wrapped fire roasted jalapenos, uh, cheesesteak egg rolls, wings. Mm. Uh, the chicken guy, which, hey, there's one just down the street from me now, and I'm in heaven. <laughs> they have a uh, a Cuban sandwich, but it looks like a quesadilla. Bacon mac and cheeseburger. Oh. Chicken parmaroni. <laughs> what? What does that mean? <laughs> it's chicken parmaroni. What is a roni? Oh, par- chicken parm macaroni. Is that what it is? Yeah. Breaded airline chicken breast. What? <laughs> Fresh mozzarella, provolone, pepperoni red sauce, crispy pepperoni hay, and a parmesan and spaghetti. <laughs> Why is it airline chicken breast? Yeah. Does this come from United? American Airlines? I don't know. Anyway. Turkish Air? We're here to talk about DreamWorks. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have so much I can add about Guy Fieri. And uh, next time Kyle comes on the show, we'll talk about the theme park that we created. Uh, Flavor World or Flavor Land, I think, was the place. Um, Everyone's going to call it land. That's what they do with every single. Yeah. Legoland, (laughs) Disneyland, Flavor Land. The Guy Fieri. Yeah, the three lands. Yeah. Long ago, the three lands lived in (laughs) harmony and peace. But that was in the before times. A great fire erupted from Flavorland. It was Guy Fieri. (laughs) And he was looking for world domination. All right, guys, I'm pulling up right outside, right here. When I'm thinking about magical plays, I'm thinking of this land, soon to be Flavorland 2. It's Disneyland. (laughs) Flavorland takes over everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, With donkey sauce and... I don't know what what other special ones they have. I I like the donkey sauce. And then Flavor Land <laughs> becomes Flavor World. Yeah, Walt Flavor World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I can't wait for Tokyo Disney Sea or Tokyo Flavor Sea. That's the one. <laughs> Okay, we're Tokyo here. Tokyo High C. We're t- here to talk about DreamWorks. <laughs> um, this is gonna be the longest episode ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Hey, guess what? There's news in the world of DreamWorks. Um, they just announced uh some new series for Peacock. Finally. Finally. Oh Pe- yeah. Finally, <laughs> Peacock is being a streaming service that people would want to have. Um, Creating its own original... Uh... Original content based on existing Universal IPs. Who I would never... Thought? Yeah, whoever thought you'd see the day. You mean we can save money by doing this? <laughs> we can make people come over here and see the shows? I that... thought you had to spend money to make money. Yeah. The only thing they've done before this that was that is MacGruber, which was great. And I guess the Safe by the Bell remake, which is also great. Yeah. But nobody cares about those things. Whoa. You care about MacGruber. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but you're only one man. I'm only one person. <laughs> yeah. You can't pay their paychecks, man. No. Um, the money. But anyway, yes, they have some new shows from DreamWorks Animation. They were just announced since last time we uh, were here talking to everyone who's listening. Um, yeah, two new shows based on DreamWorks animated movies, and they are Mega Mind's Guide to Defending Your City, and then Abominable and the Invisible City. Why are these about <laughs> Flavor Cities coming for us? USA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have to stop in Flavor City before we go on to Walt Flavor World. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I yes. This is Flavor Land. They are <laughs> two shows. I don't know why. I did. That stood out to me immediately that they're both about cities. cities. <laughs> it's a little lazy. Is, the, well, what, is it lazy or do you think they just heard one another's meetings? I don't. They're talking about doing a city thing. You, you guys want to do a city thing? I mean. Yeah. Megamind makes sense because he has a city. He has Metro City. Yes. Abominable. Um, they 
pass through cities. Yeah, I guess. Did you see that movie? I didn't. No, I saw it, but I don't remember it really well. <sighs> um, yeah. I don't. That didn't seem like there were very many cities, but that's because it was invisible, I suppose. <laughs> we didn't see them all. Yeah, they're hidden. They were invisible. Yeah, we, there's probably like two thousand cities in that movie. <laughs> There's skyscrapers everywhere. Everywhere you, you don't see a skyscraper, there's one there. Yeah. If you could see it, half the movie is just like a landscape of buildings going across the screen get set to a score. Yeah. And, and you hear voices. <laughs> there's so many cities. Yeah. They had to make the cities invisible so that you could see the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they got it in post. Yeah. <laughs> Megamind, I'm, I'm just going to read from the Deadline article here. Go for it. About these things. Um, so there's Megamind's Guide to Defending Your City, produced by DreamWorks Animation, is the series follow-up to the 2010 movie where Megamind goes from being a supervillain and the scourge of Metro City to a superhero who's learning on the job. He'll be bringing the audience along for the ride as Megamind's trusty brain bots will be recording everything, making him the world's first superhero influencer. Um, okay. Alan Schoolcraft, uh, Schoolcraft and Brent Simons, who wrote the original movie, will executive produce the series alongside Eric Fogel. And then J.D. Riznar uh, serves as co-executive producer and story editor. Uh, that's Trent's brother. Um, yes, Trent R- Riznar. Uh, (laughs) from Ninein Schneels and then also produced by DreamWorks Animation Abominable in the Invisible City is a comedy adventure series that continues the wild and woolly fun of DreamWorks Animation's Abominable Uh, through Everest, the Yeti, Yi, Jin, and Peng. This is through, but I think it's supposed to say though. I found a, a, a deadline typo. This is a professional uh, website. This is real entertainment journalism, and they messed up big time. Do you want to send them an email? Yeah. You've been called here, out. Here, Mr. Deadline. Yeah. How have you been? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. You're dead, deadline in the water. Yeah. Oh my After god. This that's, typo. That's the title of the email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look what I found. Though Everest, <laughs> Ye, Yi, Jin, and Peng know that there's a whole magical world out there, and now it's even closer than they think. Wow. When they discover this whole thing is nonsense. There's an exclamation point <laughs> in the middle of this sentence. <laughs> Copy and paste. When they discover that their surroundings are teeming with magical creatures in need of their help the kids will set out on extraordinary and heartfelt adventures throughout their city and beyond i'm through um, where does this sentence yeah this makes uh, this sentence doesn't make any sense but okay we get the idea and then so so yes based on dreamworks animations 2019 movie written and directed by jill colton and co-directed by Todd Wilderman. Uh, Abominable and the Invisible City is executive produced by Jim Schumann. And then Catherine 
Nolfi is co-executive producer, while Tiffany Lowe and Ethel Lung serve as story editors. Okay. So those are things that are coming. They're on the way. Look at that. More DreamWorks stuff. More DreamWorks stuff. That, but and this to me feels, because people always ask us, like, what are you going to do when you finish the movies? You're almost caught up. You're getting there soon. And maybe these shows. Yeah. Because there's too many DreamWorks series to do all there, of them. There's a lot. I mean, a <clears throat> lot. Pretty much almost every like movie that we've talked about, there's been at least one series for and I say almost, I probably mean like 10, maybe, but it's like two or three seasons a piece. Yeah. And there's all the original stuff that don't have films. Like, yeah. Even more, there's original series that are made by DreamWorks. Dino Trucks. Dino Trucks. There's um, uh, Harvey Street Kids or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's the Fast and Furious uh, Spy Racers, the Jurassic World uh, Camp Cretaceous. Yep. There's uh, uh, Father of the Pride. There's so many things. There's too many of them. Yeah. And how would we tackle them? Would you think we would do an episode per episode? Or do you think we would do a season would, of a show for every episode? That would take forever. Yeah. We would be doing this forever and never stop. Never, yeah. ever stop. Yeah. Yeah, forever, Kenneth, forever. <laughs> you and me, Kenneth, DreamWorks forever. We'll talk about nothing but DreamWorks forever. For the rest of our you lives. You and me, Kenneth. For the rest of our lives, <laughs> Kenneth. <laughs> we'll have to move in together when we become old and decrepit and still talk about DreamWorks. Yeah, honestly, that would be kind of great. If we didn't have to do anything else, I would love that. Yeah. But that, we have we have jobs, we have a band, yeah. we have other things we do. <laughs> yeah, we got bills and we have responsibilities yeah. and loved yeah. ones. Yeah. You can't just sit here and this talk all about the time. cartoons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and more importantly, talk about nothing for 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even started talking about the movie yet. Yeah. And we're not even done talking about the pre-movie stuff because guess what? What? When I sang that song earlier... That's all been risen of the guardians. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that yeah. was that was because <laughs> because we went what? we went just the other night, just the other day, to see a concert at Universal Studios Florida Mardi Gras. We saw the band Bare Naked Ladies, and yep. wouldn't you know it, the two of us are standing there hanging out, having a great time. Yep, and all of a sudden, uh, the Bare Naked Lady himself. Starts telling a great story about the song. It's been one week. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell it? You tell the story. I've been talking okay. too much. <laughs> so Bare Naked is up there on stage. Mm-hmm. And he the country says, Bare Naked. The country Bare Naked is up there on stage. And he says, you know, whenever we first came out with that song, we had a lot of, uh, we got a lot of uh, attention with it. And we even got attention from movie studios. And there was one movie that requested us to use that song. And I said, no. Mm -hmm. And I regret it to this day because 20 some odd years ago, there would have been an ogre storming out of a outhouse 
going to. It's been one week since you looked at me. Threw your eyes in the air. And then when that happened, we both looked at each other and I, you said someone. No, we didn't say anything, but we were all thinking it. Surely. Yeah. He doesn't mean Shrek. Yeah. What the which other? I don't know any other movies that have a ogre uh, kicking over in a, a, an outhouse at the beginning. You know, no, I can't think of any. That's it. That's the only That's one. That's the only one. Not even any of the other Shrek movies have that. Yeah. <laughs> one week was going to open up uh, the Shrek movie Just instead this... of uh, All Star. I think I love I I I think I would have liked that more. We need a uh, we need an edited clip of the intro of yeah. Shrek. That's we'll, a one week. We'll put it up there. Maybe uh, one week after this episode comes out, be on the lookout for uh, one week the Shrek version. Yeah, or Shrek the one week version, I guess. Shrek in one week. Yeah, Shrek in one week. In one week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. Hey, wait, you know what I just realized? What's that? I think this episode is our one year anniversary celebration episode. Oh, right. If I if I go back and I look at when our first episode came out. I'm going to go try to find it. But I believe. That last week we celebrated the one year anniversary of the trailer. Hmm. And if if memory serves me right, the trailer came out one week before. The ants came out February twenty fourth, and wouldn't you know it, this episode is out on February twenty third. So this is our one year anniversary show. Wow, we did it, ladies and gentlemen. I had no idea we would still be here. Speech, speech. One year speech, later, speech. we one year later, had no idea we would still be here watching these movies. Talking about them being becoming less structured and less prepared every time, um, uh, just watching a movie and then sitting down and saying, "I guess let's talk about it." <laughs> yeah, that's the format. No research, no homework. Uh, just sit down and say goofy stuff. <laughs> Goofies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, these are the things that we're that are on our minds today as we talk about the film Rise of the Guardians. But before we yeah. can even before we can even get to that, shh, quiet. Last week, last yeah. episode, I should say, 2 weeks ago, it's been 2 weeks since we asked this question on the Spotify which was who is your favorite DreamWorks character? We got asked that question in our emails. And I thought, let's put the question out to the listeners and see who they like, what they have to say. Um, as always, I've not looked at these before now. So we're mm -hmm. going to find out together. Okay. So let's see. There's uh, Pantalones Productions uh, likes... Megamind, or maybe Hiccup. Yeah, great choices. Good uh, choices. Yeah, Eloise, welcome back, Eloise, said Alex, Mort, Minion, Fiona, Fairy Godmother, Puss in Boots. Those are some, that's a lot, but that's, those are all good. Yeah. 
I once again forgot that Minion was a character in Megamind <laughs> until I was... saw you were like, wait a minute. Yeah, I was like, Minion, that's not the right. Uh, that's that's the wrong one, baby. Um, Mad Mal, welcome back, Mad Mal. Uh, said, I would say Master Ugwe from Kung Fu Panda or Stoic. Yeah. Stoic from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. And last but not least, of course, our favorite Powerpuff Girls um, said Seferno. Now that. Seferno? How do you spell that? S-E-F-E-R-N-O. So that's like Sephiroth, but they got lazy and tired of spelling it out? I have to look up what that is because I don't recognize this. It probably is something. We just don't know what it is. Yeah. Seferno. Um, I don't know that. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know that? I don't know what it is. Well, you searched for it, right? Yeah, and nothing really came up. There's a lot of things called Seferno. S-E-P-H-E-R-N-O? S-E-F-E-R-N-O. Oh. I got a lot of search results for Sephora. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seferno. I don't know what this is. Powerpuff Girls keeping the mystery alive. Mm. I have not seen that this is a character named that in anything. No. No. Okay. Well, hey, great choice there. Powerpuff Girls. Um, you ever watch the show Community? Yeah, I've seen it before. Do you remember when they have a school election, uh, to like have their class president picked, and the winner yeah. of the election is the show South Park? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's how I feel when we read question or answers from Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Powerpuff Girls don't stop. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, I love it. Okay, now. Now the time has finally come. 23 minutes into this recording. (laughs) We're going to have to cut something out later. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You're very honest with that. Yeah, I don't cut things out unless they're like technical issues. But we keep yes. the fat. We keep the fat in on this show. Yeah, we're not trying to fool, impress anybody, fool anybody. Yeah, who are we to fool? Yeah, we already got uh, Red Rooster's money. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, by the way. Yeah, thank you, Red Rooster. Yeah. Today's episode is about a food movie called Rise of the Guardians. Uh, this movie came out October tenth, twenty twelve. Well, it was released then at the Mill Valley Film Festival and then released November 21st, 2012 in the USA. Uh, It's directed by Peter Ramsey. Screenplay by David Lindsay Abair. Abair? Abair wrote this this movie? (laughs) (laughs) A country bear naked lady? (laughs) Um... Uh, based on the books 
The Guardians of Childhood and The Man in the Moon by William Joyce. Mm. What else has that person written? William Joyce. That name is familiar. Did he write Meet the Robinsons or A Day with Wilbur Robinson? Let me see. I think that he did. That name sounds very familiar. Maybe I'm I'm looking. Oh, uh, Roly Polioli was one no. of William Joyce's things. I liked that show. Yeah, a he day did... with a day with Wilbur Robinson. Oh, okay. Which is the move the 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 story that Meet the Robinsons, the Disney movie, is based on? Oh, well, yeah, I kind of see it on the cover. Dinosaur Bob and his adventures with with what? The family of Azardo. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Um Okay, so yes, this is he's written a lot of things. Yeah. Good for you, bud. Yeah. And one of them is The Guardians of Childhood, uh, and the Roly Poly Oli series. Um yeah. Wait, where's this the... guy's done this guy's done it all? <laughs> <laughs> he did Rise of the Guardians. Yeah. Then Roly Polioli and everything else. Oh, here we go. The Man in the Moon was a picture book from 2011. And then. Uh, okay. Well, I mean. All right. Anyway, that's who he is. He this is based on his books and stories. And uh, okay. And then the movie stars the voices of Chris Pine. Alec Baldwin, Hugh Ackman, Isla Fisher, <laughs> and Jude Law, uh, with a budget of $145 million and a box office of $306.9 million. Uh, okay. We made it. We did it. This this was my first time seeing this movie. Me too. Is it, I think this is the first one that neither of us have ever seen. And first impressions, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I didn't have it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I had anything bad to say about this movie. Yeah. Is this one that you avoided, would you say? Or um, you just never happened to see it? I didn't avoid it. I just never happened to see it. Oh, yeah. Wait, you know what? How could we have done this? We have to do the plop synapse. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to lead up to it. No, I forgot. I, I skipped right past it. <laughs> How dare you? I couldn't. I can't believe me. All right. John. Hmm? <laughs> we There's a very important favorite feature of this show. Everyone's favorite part where we do go through the whole movie in, in such a short amount of time. It makes you wonder, why is any movie as long as it is? You mean like shorter than a minute and 30 seconds? Uh, ideally. Yeah. Okay. And if it yeah. is, you get a nice reward. Some mashed potatoes. Creamy mashed potatoes. Mm. From Red Rooster, Australian chicken restaurant, and sponsor, not sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> sponsor non grata. <laughs> Uh, and if you take too long, if it's more than a minute and 90 seconds, of course, as always, uh, you gotta eat those peas. Yeah. 
I know. I still had the last two you gave me. Yeah. Two weeks worth of green peas from Red Rooster. Uh, twice in a row. You've gotten them twice in a row? Last two. Oh, no. Yeah. I believe in you on this one, though. I think you actually got it because this movie, if I remember it correctly, I watched it yesterday morning. It's got a pretty simple storyline. Hmm. Well, you'd be surprised what I can write down. (laughs) Well, there's only one way to find out. We got to talk about it. It's the plop synapsis. You ready? Sponsored by Red Rooster. I'm ready. Not a sponsor. Well, not let's, a sponsor. Let's get started in 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 lights, camera, action. Jack Frost is born from a frozen lake, and we start our movie at the North Pole. Santa notices that there's something wrong on his map and makes a call to the other guardians, Tooth Fairy, Sandman, and the Easter Bunny. The Boogeyman is coming back. The Man in the Moon chooses Jack Frost to be the new guardian. Jack plays with kids and wants to be recognized, but is never seen. Jack is Yeti kidnapped and brought to the North Pole and told he is to be the new guardian. He declines. There's trouble at the Tooth Fairy Palace. The guardians and Jack take a sleigh ride in a portal. Nightmares are stealing fairies and teeth. The Boogeyman expositions with the guardians and reveals his plan for revenge. Tooth Fairy tells Jack frost that he was someone before he was jack frost children start to not believe in the tooth fairy santa decides all the guardians need to collect teeth so the tooth fairy doesn't fade away also giving jack the incentive to help out so he can figure out who he was tooth games topo jijo the guardians meet up as kids in a kid's room the kid wakes up and sees the guardians chaos ensues and the sandman ends up knocking everyone out in the room except for jack jack and sandman chase after nightmares while a little girl uses a santa portal and heads to easter island jack and sandman fight the boogeyman and sandman ends up getting taken down the guardians get ready for easter and run into the little girl who ended up in the portal jack takes her home but a sidetracked by the boogeyman who gives him a baby teeth so he can see his old memories nightmares smash all the easter eggs and baskets before children can have easter the guardians see that jack has baby teeth and know he's been with boogeyman jack leaves the guardians and is confronted by boogeyman who takes his stuff breaks it and leaves him stranded at the sound pole jack opens the container with his baby teeth and sees who he used to be all the children stop believing in the guardians except for one child time for a final battle hey kid get your friends in here to start believing they do and they're stronger than the nightmares looks like sandman is back boogeyman is forgotten about and drowns in his own nightmare Here's the end. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm screenshotting this. I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> you came in at one minute and 29.93. Oh my god! <laughs> It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Oh. <laughs> I, I get the mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes out of your way. For four weeks, I've been starving. <laughs> Got all these peas in my freezer. <laughs> I get to have mashed potatoes. Delicious, creamy mashed potatoes with gravy. Oh uh, my god. All Kenneth. yours, all for the taking. You earned them. You deserve that. Them. Was amazing. That was amazing. And Did you, you see that? I, I, I was there. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it happening. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was incredible. <laughs> you can't top that. No. Here's something I didn't realize because I got a little bit distracted while watching the movie, as I often do. Yeah. Um, so I. At a certain point, I looked up and I was like, why are they collecting teeth? What's going on? Oh, you forgot about that. (laughs) I didn't understand why they were doing it in the first place because I was 
looking at my phone probably. Um, yeah. So it was because the kids' memories are in their baby teeth? Is, is that it? <laughs> yeah. So the reason that all the guardians were collecting all the teeth was because the tooth fairy was losing her powers because uh, all, all the nightmares kidnapped the smaller tooth fairies and all the baby teeth. Mm-hmm. So when the kids started waking up all over the world and their tooth was still under their pillow, they're like, ah, shucks, I don't believe in the tooth fairy oh. anymore. And she started losing her powers and people stopped, started to not believe in her and she was starting to fade away. Gotcha. So to get her health back, their her health bar back up. Yeah. The guardians are like, let's go steal children's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and they go and they're competing against each other by taking all the teeth. And there's a scene where the tooth fairy is like, and you guys have been leaving gifts, right? And they kind of look at each other. And she's like, you gotta, gotta leave the gifts. Yeah. You can't just take the teeth. Yeah. Without leaving anything. This movie, I'll say right off the bat, is a really fun idea. Like at a certain point, I I was like, oh, it's like if the Avengers were imaginary figures of you know childhood. Um, yeah. But it the, uh, while doing that, you have to like invent a lot of lore, um, like like this thing about the teeth, and yeah. it it gets a little weird when you when you have to do that with characters that you. You've known your whole life, but you don't really know anything about them <coughs> other than... Bless you. <coughs> Bless you again. Thank you. You don't really n- know anything about them other than like what they do and like what their job is, but you don't... Like, yeah. You, nobody knows what, like how the magic works, you know? Yeah. And especially... That's, like, where, that's where they get creative with that. Right. And like with Santa, you know, there's been so many Santa movies and so many different like ways to explain how Santa does his thing that, you know, that's not as weird. But, like, no one's ever, there's not that many Tooth Fairy movies, you know? I can think of two of them. The Dwayne Johnson one? Yeah, and the Kirstie Alley one. Uh, Yep. I forget what it's called, where she becomes a Tooth Fairy. Um, And that's basically it. Was the name of the movie Tooth Hurdy? Um, I don't think it was, but that was the only showtime when the movie was out in the theater. (laughs) Only one showing a day. Yeah. At two thirty. Two thirty. What was that movie called? Now I want to look. Christy Alley is <laughs> Tooth Witch. <laughs> Only on Disney. Tooth Witch. Tooth Witch. <laughs> it was called Tooth or Consequences. <laughs> what was it called? What the heck is this movie? Was she a tooth fairy or was she just a fairy godmother? Oh, is that what it was? A fairy godmother? I could have sworn she was in a tooth fairy movie. Say here, let me get out of the way. Here, I'm gonna search. Okay, for you get you get the keyboard. <laughs> I'm looking at her filmography and she was I think no- her name's Kirstie. Kirst Christy? Kirsty. Kirsty Alley. She hasn't she's not her last in- name is a, a sidewalk. Yeah, building. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fairy. I'll just look. Search fairy. Tooth fairy movie. Here we go. What's it called? It's called 
You're not going to believe this. 230. It's called Toothless. Toothless? Which is a character. Is she in it? <laughs> is she in Is she in Toothless? Oh, you know why? It's a it's a TV movie. So I was looking under her movies. Oh, but it's yeah. listed under television. Television movie, well, which is a stepchild of TV and movies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I am. Am I a TV or am I a movie? Guys, uh, listeners, this movie, this episode is off the rails. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy train has taken over the station. Yeah. Uh, boy, oh boy. We apologize in advance. Yeah, I don't know why this is. I don't know what's happening. Why we got off on Toothless? And... No, everything. This whole episode is a mess. It is. <laughs> um, And it's not over yet. It's we not. We're got plenty barely of getting started. We're barely yeah. getting there. Um, okay. Anyways, Tooth Fairy. The thing... The character designs are interesting i don't like the way the tooth fairy looks you don't like the what hum hummingbird look uh, it's yeah i mean it's i don't know it's weird um okay what, Easter, what, don't, what don't you like about it i don't know it's not how i would imagine the tooth fairy to look i guess how would you imagine a tooth fairy to look like a lady in a dress <laughs> 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 with wings kind of more tinkerbelly you know okay all right like that less she's like just, a bug she's just covered in teeth <laughs> yeah. teeth everywhere the tooth fairy is just a tooth a pile of teeth a tooth <laughs> with with wings wearing a crown and holding a wand and a dress and a dress yeah do you remember timmy the tooth <laughs> yeah all right i never actually saw it i just saw commercials me neither i, I just remember the puppet yeah i remember the commercials on the lonely on the little rascals vhs yeah that's um, exactly where i remember seeing that <laughs> holy crap yeah um anyways anyway this not, movie it's not uh ideal tooth fairy but i know what we got i don't think there's anything wrong with her look yeah. <laughs> I, it's just not what i ever imagined um so it was a little jarring every time she showed up. For me. <laughs> she just thought she was like a random character. Ah, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, giant bird lady. In the oh, that's the tooth fairy. Forgot she's talking about teeth right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that bug keep talking about teeth? <laughs> oh, that's right. She's a hummingbird lady. I'm sorry that was there was a that crazy train back for blood <laughs> is that the sequel yeah <laughs> that's the that's the third trolls movie <laughs> trolls back for blood trolls 
Trolls World Tour. <laughs> Trolls back for blood. <laughs> um, I'm looking over my notes to see what 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 feels relevant at the moment. Yeah, look look over your notes. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the Tooth Fairy design. I liked it. It was it was different, refreshing, original. Yeah. Definitely feels very magical. Yes, yes, very fantasy like. Mm-hmm. We like it. How'd you feel about the Easter Bunny being Australian? Um, I didn't have any opinion on it one way or the other. I think that's okay. I yeah. think it's weird that the Easter Bunny is like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> He's just bitter, man. He can't, he can't be Christmas. He has to be Easter. Yeah, which I don't know if I've ever gotten into my issues with like commercial easter before you have issues with commercial easter yeah i i don't understand why anyone who doesn't care about jesus would ever be interested in easter like i don't know what 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 the message or like idea of easter is if it's not about the resurrection you know it's about fertility man is is it I guess that's the pagan that's the pagan holiday. That's what it's for, man. Eggs. Yeah, I guess. Think so. about it. It's just weird to me. I don't know. I always was I've always looked at it of like, what do these kids think this is? <laughs> like if they don't know, if they're not like in church, what do they think that is happening? Like going to go Easter egg hunting, man. But why? <laughs> it's fun. It's a game. The Easter bunny came and we colored the eggs and we put them in the fridge and we woke up. The eggs weren't in the fridge anymore, but I opened the front door and look, there's two baskets filled with fake plastic grass and candies and chocolates. Dump out all the chocolates, kids. Let's go find the eggs. And we find the eggs. Yeah. And I am the winner. It's like it's like a weird op like reverse Halloween where yeah. you stay home and the thing brings you candy and yeah instead of you going to get it and you don't dress up like a character you dress kind of nice yeah you just dress in your <laughs> easter finest yeah um did you did you celebrate non non-religious easter as a child growing up kind of and i never was into it i was always just like what is this what's going on <laughs> i think my favorite most favorite memory of <laughs> non-religious Easter was in a religious scenario where I was at church as a kid. Yeah. And they were having us go Easter egg hunting and looking for plastic colored Easter eggs. Yeah. In like the courtyard at the church. And I was looking all around and I looked under this big patch of moss and there was the largest Easter egg I've seen in my life up to that point. And it was uh -huh. filled with money. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. From then on out, I knew the true meaning of Easter. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like it's I think of like I think that just Jim Gaffigan has a bit about Easter like but I think even then I I I had the same thought as he did of like okay, like I you know, I I grew up going to church and stuff and it was like, "Yes, Jesus is back from the dead. Let us rejoice and look for eggs that a rabbit hid like wh yeah. where, what's the connection <laughs> i don't understand because i mean and i mean i guess you could say the same for santa and christmas yeah. but 
I don't know. I think even if you take the religion out of Christmas, there's still like messages of nice uh, feelings and, you know, giving yeah. to your your neighbor and whatever, you know, there's like yeah. nice feelings associated with it. But like, I don't know of any nice message that is associated with Easter if it isn't religious. Uh, and I could be wrong. I'm trying know? to think of it. I'm trying to I'm trying to honestly. It's about taking the time to to search <laughs> and and to find things that yeah. were important to you at one point. And then you eat those things. <laughs> do you, do you is, do you eat the easter eggs? I never ate the easter eggs. I I did not care for eggs as much as a child growing up. Yeah. Uh, and even to this day, like I'll eat a hard boiled egg, but I'm not like jonesing for one. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's deviled or scotched, not even deviled or scotch. I, I just don't care for, Oh no. Circular eggs. I, I want them scrambled. You want them square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For McDonald's or yeah. something. Can I have my eggs as a square, please? <laughs> yeah. One square egg, please. Um, yeah, this movie, this movie's, uh, I, 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 I was a little annoyed with the elves because they were trying to be the minions. This is yeah. in the post minion era where every movie wants to have minions in it. Yep. And, uh, no one, no one succeeded. No, no one even came close. There is not even a second place for fake minions. It's minions and everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Say what you will about minions, but they, they, they did they, it. They got something right that is indisputable and undeniable. Yeah, and who knows what it is, but they did it right. Yep, and everyone else has done it wrong. Pack it up, kids. You got nothing, <laughs> nothing to shoot for. That's gonna even come close to minions. Do you, outside of this movie, just the general? idea of jack frost like what does that name mean to you in in general jack frost nipping at your nose mm -hmm. is that a that christmas song yeah chestnuts roasting on an open fire but i know there's also maybe there's a jack frost in one of the uh baskin uh stop animated specials the, oh. the heat miser but yeah. i forget the other guy's name i think he's is it the cold miser? Wouldn't it be? The misers? Heat, heat, miser, and snow, snow miser? Is that what it is? Yeah, snow miser. Why are they misers? What does that mean? <laughs> a miser? Um, it's like a crotchety old man. Miser. A person who hoards wealth and spends as little money as possible, so they're Scrooges. There is an animated Jack Frost from that company. Um but he he looks pretty friendly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I see that one. I also see the uh <laughs> the evil snowman Jack Frost movie. Oh. And I also see the Michael Keaton Jack Frost movie. Yeah, the nice snowman Jack Frost. Yeah. Um and that's that's all I oh there he's any in like Santa Claus three. 
Yeah, Martin Short plays him in Santa Claus 3. Yeah. Um, Because that's not a name that is associated with any specific um, mythology, I guess, to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, take away all those films and, and specials and everything like that. It's just that one line in the song that I think about. <laughs> yeah. So I was watching this movie and trying to f- un- understand what the idea of Jack Frost is. And I guess he just makes things cold. Yeah. It says on Wikipedia, he's a variant of old man winter who is held responsible for frosty weather, nipping the fingers and toes in such weather, coloring the foliage in autumn and leaving fern like patterns on cold windows in winter. Okay. Which is something that Jack does do a lot in this film. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I like, I like him in this movie. Um, and I understood he, it makes sense for him to be the main character because he feels like insecure of like, kids don't believe in me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Cause I didn't even really know who you were. <laughs> like, yeah. So that can I believe with you if I never even seen you before. Yeah. I don't know what you're even supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it worked in that sense for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked him. I liked this movie. I thought it uh, the story was pretty well laid out. Something about yeah. The, you go. It's, you it's, go. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it's it's a good layout of the film where there's a lot of because this happens, then this happens kind of thing. I I feel like a lot of that happens. Um, which is good. That's that's something that you want in your movies. You oh. want causation and reason to happen with such yeah, things instead y- of y- yeah. And then they go here, and then they do this. Right. There's a there's a, a yeah cause and effect kind of domino effect of like the things they do then impact the things they have to do next. Right. Yeah. Um. I liked at the beginning of the movie. When he's like, my name is Jack Frost, and I know it is because the moon told me. <laughs> Hold on, buddy. <laughs> you want to run that by me again? Yeah, he said that. And you I wanna, was like, don't tell me what you're doing out here. And that, <laughs> I asked, I'm Jack Frost because the moon told me. Yeah, the moon said so. Sir, step out of the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I said, as far as like writing goes that's very convenient yeah like but why how does he know um because the moon said it yeah well what else does the moon tell him nothing yeah <laughs> he no. just stares at he, him judging him yeah and he he's mad at the moon for not saying anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then when everything works out ah oh, thank you moon i yeah. owe you everything and the moon's yeah. just being a moon up there. Yeah, just being a moon. Classic Shining moon. on reflecting light from the sun. <laughs> you're 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 not even glowing. Yeah. You're just a reflection of light. Um <laughs> You know what really stood out to me? There's the one one thing that I can say is I didn't like in this movie. Mm. Um and that's the the, the main boy has a little sister. Jamie. 
his name is Jamie, and her name, name is, is Jamie. her name is Sophie, I think, right? Sophie, Sophia, I think so. Um, and uh, I believe her hair looks like undercooked pasta because <laughs> it's so frizzy. It's so like it looks hard and weird. Oh. <laughs> Don't you think you didn't notice that her hair looks like insane? <laughs> I, I knew it was like messy, but I didn't like it didn't really like. Click or anything, it didn't I didn't think twice about it. Yeah, I did think it was a little messy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it looks messy, but like, it, I don't know, somewhere something about the way it like all clumps together. Like it's was, matted down, like she doesn't have a shower in years. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like clumps of pasta <laughs> all stuck together <laughs> is what it Rise looks like to me. Rise of the Pasta Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> Alfredo. Tortellini. Yeah. <laughs> and Dwayne yeah, whatever, Johnson like that flat, as ravioli. Flat pasta. That's what it looked like. Flat <laughs> pasta. What is that so one? It looks- I guess... Uh, Fettuccine? Yes, fettuccine. That's, that's what it looks like. Her hair is fettuccine. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to remember her name. I'm trying to look it up. I think it was Sophie. It's Sophie. It is Sophie. You're right. How did you feel about the Yetis? About the Yetis? Yeah. Um, I didn't feel any strong way in particular, one way or the other, about them. I guess did I you- didn't... Did you think it was them just kind of going, well, we can do Santa Claus, but how do we make him different? Well, Santa has elves and he flies a sleigh. Well, yeah, yeah, we keep the sleigh. Everyone loves the sleigh. Yeah, you, there are certain things you got you to gotta have, even no matter what. Let's make the elves, like, really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what if they wear their, let... their hats, cover their whole body? Yeah, and let's... Let Santa go, well, I don't want to work with you dummies anymore. I'm going to get abominable <laughs> snowmen to <laughs> make my toys and do my bidding. Perfect. Perfect. And let's give Santa tattoos. Yeah, that was the more interesting thing to me was like making him like kind of like biker, hardcore Santa. Yeah, they give him tattoos and swords. Swords. And he's like a he's almost like a Viking. Well, he's like Russian. Yeah. That was a nice short little crazy train, unlike the last one. Yeah. That was nice. Um, uh, yeah, I think, well, yeah, because Santa's never been necessarily like, no one's ever said he has Yetis, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that is kind of funny that in that sense. I don't know. I kind of didn't think twice about it. I was just like, okay, he has them. <laughs> All right. Well, I just wanted to get your opinion because nine times out of ten, you think of Santa, he has elves. <laughs> almost every holiday movie and this is the one movie that said no 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 yeah elves are the problem let's make them yetis yeah so that it's... way we can give time for the elves to do dumb stuff that people will laugh at <laughs> i feel like there was one moment where an elf actually made me laugh and i don't remember what it was but it was i think it was just was it the one with the horn 
Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. And and he got annoyed because they didn't want him to blow the horn anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that was kind of cute. Yeah. And that was all. <laughs> um. The boogeyman's name is Pitch Black. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Is and is he related to Jack Black? He is related to Jack Black, uh, and I kept anytime Santa said his name, I was like, "Boy, they really should have thought about this because it sounds like he's saying bitch." <laughs> <laughs> we must <Yeah>. stop bitch. <laughs> yeah, should have thought about that, but yeah, we already spent all this money. <laughs> and we alec, barely made it back alec baldwin i think might be surprisingly the most frequently occurring dreamworks actor uh madagascar 2 rise of the guardians boss baby boss baby family business who else is in, is in uh, like more than two different franchises uh oh uh, Angelina Jolie. She's in Shark uh, Tale. Shark Tale. And Kung, Fu <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. I mean, she but she plays two different characters across four movies. So that one, I'll get. We'll we'll count each character once. You know, so Alec Baldwin plays three different characters. Jack Black plays Lenny from Shark Tale and Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Oh yeah, uh, David Cross plays Crane and Minion. Yes, he does. And maybe he's other ones, too, that we don't know about yet. Woody Allen plays Z. (laughs) And so far, that's nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Is Jude Law in in like any of the Ardman ones? I wonder. I don't believe he has. Ray Fiennes, I think, is in Wallace and Gromit and Prince of Egypt. He is. Yeah. (laughs) That's another one. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Jude Law's IMDb. Seth Rogen is Bob and Mantis. He is. That's another one. I don't know that he's in any. Is he in any of the Shrek movies? He might be like a background voice in Shrek the Third or something, I think. You think so? Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. What was the first one Jude Law was in? Jude Law? This one. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Hugo, Repo Men, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm not seeing any other animated movies. Yeah. Okay. Just a lot of live action. He has a voice that even if you don't know who it is, you're like, whose voice is that? You know? Yeah, it's not very recognizable or noticeable unless he's like speaking in because you see him more in like regular live action movies where he's just kind of not really playing a character right he's not really doing any infliction on his voice so he's just doing it like normal yeah so when he did this animated film it just kind of almost felt like he was not trying to use his normal voice, trying to do something different with it. Maybe? Yeah. And it's such like a, like a gentle voice. It's an interesting voice, like choice casting yeah. choice for a villain like this. 
because it's not like a, t- Tim Curry and Fern Gully or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's almost more threatening because he's kind of just like talking normal. Yeah, very gentle and yeah. And What's I mean, the word? sophisticated. He is pretty like menacing. He's a very threatening villain. Yeah. The boogeyman. The boogeyman. He's tired of being under beds. Yeah. Just and like the movie Little Monsters. But so his hit Little Monsters. Yeah. Which one is that? That's the one with uh, Howie Mandel and Fred Savage. I don't know that movie. Oh. I think I was thinking of when you said it, my mind went to um, Monsters, Inc. No, the one with the vampire with Jonathan Lipnicki, where he has a vampire friend. The littlest vampire. (laughs) Yeah. He lives under his bed. (laughs) The littlest vampire. (laughs) Why wasn't he in this picture? Yeah. I wonder. I do wonder what happened to him. Where'd he go? I don't know. He could have owned the world. Yeah, <laughs> he could have. He kept going. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if I have any final thoughts on this film. I thought this film was good. It's good. You know, not, nothing. Of... I, I didn't. Uh, I I was entertained, for sure. Yeah, I had a good time. Um. I liked what the message ended up being in the end, I guess, or or kind of seeing that like when because Jack Frost is kind of trying to figure out who he is and what's his purpose and what is his center, his, his core his, or is his center. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what he realizes is that it's it's fun. Yeah, because it's co- the cold is fun. Having fun. Having fun in the snow. Um, Jack Frost is uh really making uh more frequent visits to florida where we live yeah um a place that he neglected for many years and now he's uh visiting every other week and making me sick (laughs) yeah (laughs) you just can't stop yeah um so it's not fun for me but yeah yeah i don't know do i mean how do we feel about the baby got bechtel test there's no need for it, and it's not in the film. It's not here, and yeah, I don't. It wouldn't fit in this movie at all. No, this this movie, there. It's not so much about the comedy. It's it's very uh, fantasy adventure. Yes, it's yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So no, no. Which, there, there's some jokes here and there. There's some well, yeah. comedy, and Sandman's a great character. Which he the, is great. Hit, them making him a mute. Well, it kind of makes sense because you kind of have to be quiet when you're like making everyone fall asleep oh, yeah. and have good dreams and everything like that. But it felt very much like uh, Marx Brothers, kind of like Harpo kind of deal. Yeah, so, I liked it. He was it, very it, lovable. I was yeah. I was kind of like when I realized that like, oh, the boogeyman is trying to like uh, he he's stealing people's dreams and turning them into nightmares. Yeah. So then, of course, his target is the Sandman, and uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In his movie Bedtime Stories, where his dreams <laughs> yes come true. Oh my God! Are these dreams real? 
You dream, you kid, my kids, you dreaming these dreams and they're coming real. Yeah. I tell you a bedtime story and then it comes true the next day. It's raining gumballs. That movie is actually pretty good. I haven't seen it. I think I've seen it two or three times. I watched it. One of the things over lockdown that I did was an Adam Sandler marathon. Mm. And I, I watched any of the ones I could get a hold of that I hadn't really seen. So like his Netflix movies, bedtime You saw stories. The Cobbler? I didn't watch The Cobbler. I think I was mostly focused on actual like Happy Madison productions. Okay. Um. So if if he's just in it, it wasn't necessarily on the uh on the list Mm, i didn't i didn't watch uncut gems even though i want to it's a good movie i haven't seen it it's real you haven't seen it yet Mm -mm. it's a good movie it's on netflix yeah i know i need to watch there's just too many things and to watch i know i know so many things um but yeah sandman when he they, they they like had a memorial service for him like he was dead and as it was happening, I was like, is he is he dead or was he like corrupted? Because I feel like he's yeah. he can be brought back. Yeah, but there wasn't. It, that's with any show or any movie or anything like that. If you don't if it doesn't happen on screen. It didn't happen. Yeah. So or, the fact yeah. that he, that the Sandman just kind of faded into this darkness, everyone just assumed he was dead, but no one actually know. Right. No one saw his severed head. no one saw his corpse yeah (laughs) if you don't see the corpse then you don't know (laughs) yeah there's just like in uh friday the 13th he up and left Mm. yeah we we don't know what happened to him yeah you gotta make sure and then he comes back and (laughs) friday the 13th too did i say friday the 13th i meant halloween Anyways, uh, you did say Friday the 13th. <laughs> um, let's see. Theme parks. Yes. I think the obvious thing, and we may have mentioned it in the past briefly, but I didn't know what to do because we'd never seen this movie. But there's holiday layovers, right? Absolutely. Holiday layovers. Um, you have your your spring celebration with easter bunny yeah yeah and you can you can kind of make these celebrations very much so like the epcot experience with all the different festivals and they'll yeah. have little games that you can it's like an upcharge where you purchase a map and you go around the park looking for different little statues or things to find in the park yeah so easter you go to the main kiosk of dream jerks park yeah and you can purchase say a rise of the guardians uh hide and or uh what what's the word map searching scavenger map? hunt scavenger hunt thank you <laughs> 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 and the one for spring has easter bunny and you look for little eggs scattered yeah. around the park um then you can put uh tooth fairy in summer oh perfect yeah i was trying yep. to think when you would put tooth fairy yeah but you're yep. right summer is the kind of like the dead zone yeah. as far at least as far as like fantasy character holidays <laughs> yeah and then fall you can do sandman 
Well, oh, I guess so. Because, well, we were going to have for the Halloween season um, hosted by the monsters, oh, right? Yeah. By the monsters. Yeah, monster. That's smart. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, But Sandman, he could be involved maybe at. No, no. I don't know. Maybe we'll find somewhere to, for him to be. Okay. Maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe like before Easter, but after the holidays, we can do mm. a Sandman thing, you know? Okay. And then, of course, winter. You mm-hmm. get uh, um, Santa Man and the Jack Santa Frost. Santa Man and, and Jack Frost, and you're searching for little uh, elves. Oh, yeah. You hide those dumb elves all over the park. <laughs> yeah. Little and... statues of elves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Looking so for you can teeth do something... is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look for the teeth, children. Yeah. Um, so you could do something like that. It's definitely it leads it to the uh, opportunity to do many different things for holiday stuff. Maybe have a, a celebration like a show at like the main. Oh, yeah. Main part or main throwaway theater. That's in Dream Jerks Park. Yeah. You have a holiday uh, show. The Guardians Theater. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, but let me tell you, man, that would be great, but I really want a roller coaster. Okay. Which, which part, which scene inspires the ride? Um, it's definitely the sleigh ride down, oh, down yeah. the chute, yeah. down the ice chute at first. So the first part of, of the ride is, um, uh, and I, I want it to kind of be like a, like a story coaster, kind of a little bit like Hagrid's where you're, you're starting in the inner sanctum up at the North pole. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you enter the show building and by entering the show building, you enter first into a room. It's a, like a kid's bedroom. And on the other side of the kid's bedroom, there's a, a, a you know, set up like a kid's bedroom or stuff like that. But um, let's say there's a portal. If you didn't want to do much of a story, let's say there's a portal on the other side and you go through the portal and it brings you to the North pole mm-hmm. and you're in Santa's workshop and you're going up a, a grand staircase in the middle and the globe is spinning up in the middle with all the lights and everything like that. And uh, let's say maybe there's a screen that says we're getting ready for Christmas, uh, but the boogeyman has interfered with our plans again and uh, children are starting to not believe in the guardians and we have to, we have to save all the guardians yeah. to protect the children from from fear and nightmares. So you're leaving the North Pole on Santa's sleigh, which is a long, uh, a modified super stretch uh, sleigh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What if, what if like the front few trains are, are reindeer and then in the back you have the sleigh. Oh, so you're thinking like, take how they have Hagrid's where people are riding motorcycles, make those reindeer. Yeah. So people are riding on reindeer there's so there's eight seats that are reindeer seats, and then there's two rows of sleigh seats. That'd be crazy. Yeah. 
That would be really... It's freaking train season out here. Yeah. There's a train every every 10 minutes. Remember, people, spay and neuter your trains. Yeah. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah. This is what we get. <laughs> Wabbit season. Okay. Twain season. <laughs> <laughs> Plain season. Twain season. Uh, okay. So you want to tr- you want to try that with coaster seating where you have like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool because if you got a Santa sleigh roller coaster, you got to get the the reindeer involved. Well, I think I think that's interesting, and I want to launch at the beginning mm-hmm. because, of course, the 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 <laughs> of course uh, Santa on the intercom says "buckle up." <laughs> or, is sure. that what he says? Uh, <laughs> there, there is no seatbelts kind of thing. That's what the Easter Bunny says. Oh, is okay. It? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Santa, so you hear Sandy yell, buckle up and the coaster takes off. And the first part of the coaster is like, uh, you're going in a tube kind of like, uh, on water rides, but it's, you know, yeah, it's, I, I, so that way it looks like a lot of snow and everything like that or ice. Yeah. Kind of like the, the launch tunnel on the incredible Hulk coaster, except it follows the track. Um, yeah. Uh, more of the more of the way or you know what that, i think it doesn't the Incredicoaster coaster in, in california adventure kind of has like tunnels that go over, over the track at some part it does yes yes so like something that. like that yeah so the first part is like a few tubes here and there uh that i think that should be partly inside a show building mm-hmm. and then the coaster goes outside oh yeah and up and around Mm-hmm. And then the coaster ends another part of the show building that's made to look like Santa through another snow globe portal. Yeah. And you enter the show building again and you're in a different part of the building that makes it look like maybe you're going through the neighborhood where the boogeyman's kind of hanging around or oh. you're going to Easter Island. Yeah. Or you're going around. You're taking a loop around the Tooth Fairy's palace. Kind of deal. Yeah. Because that's that is where they end up in the in that scene too, isn't it? They go they, that's where they land at the Tooth Fairy's mm. uh, palace. Yes, but I don't know if I, if I, if I want it to be like following the movie. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, it can it can go other places. I think that's a cool idea though, especially going outside. I think it should have a snow globe portal when you leave the first building and when you go back in for the second different place because. If you go outside from the North Pole into wherever a Dream Jerks Park is, it might not always be cold. But if you're like, now we're going to go to, you know, Tampa, yeah. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Flavortown. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay. This is a cool. I like this a lot. Yeah. And I think that these characters definitely fit a thrill ride for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely like you, you want it to be a little something in between um, Woody's Nuthouse Coaster and Hagrid's. You want there to be able to be able to have like 
the whole family can be on this ride kind of deal. Yeah. Um, but it's not for babies. Uh, yeah. Maybe Hagrid's but, without the, the surprises, the, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The things that it does that a typical roller coaster doesn't do. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy with this. I like it. I like it. We're going to do seasonal activity scavenger hunts all throughout the park, all throughout the year for each different guardian. And mm-hmm. then and then we'll have our... What do you call this one? Rise of the Guardians uh, sleigh race adventure? I like it. Oh, instead of Rise of the Guardians, it's Ride of the Guardians. <laughs> That's it. R- Ride of the Resistance. <laughs> Ride of the Guardians, Slay. No, I, I don't think you need anything else. That's it. Ride of the Guardians? Yeah. I think that's that's clever. Simple. It's simple. It's right there. Yeah. Um, of course we have to have these characters in the park. Um Oh yeah. And I mean you, they can mostly be face characters. Yeah, most of them. Do you want them to all to be face characters? Yeah. Or would it be easier to <laughs> make them look like their animation style? You know, kind of like how Disney will take some animated characters. They won't make them face characters. Yeah. Like uh, Captain Hook. Right. I'm thinking maybe you have a mix. So like Jack Frost and Santa can be face, but then like the Sandman can be. Yeah, that's animated. An animated uh, like a costume character. And you can make a Tooth Fairy face. Yeah, Tooth Fairy can be face um, with a lot of makeup. And then yep. Easter Bunny, you get a real rabbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever, he, whenever <laughs> everyone stops believing in him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, done. Yeah, done. <laughs> um, you know, this movie is good. Uh, as I was watching it, I thought this is a fun time. I don't know that I'm. It's gonna like stick with me though. Um. Yeah, because it was just a one and done. Yeah, I could maybe see it being a more impactful movie if I if I was a kid when I saw it. But mm. even if I saw it when it came out, I was already what like twenty two. Yeah, so I wasn't gonna be, you know, watching this movie every year, or thinking about it all the time. So yeah. it's it's good. There's like nothing bad to say. It's so hard to rate a movie like this or rank it. I mean. Because it's I didn't even think about that yet. Yeah, I've been I've been kind of browsing my list trying to figure out where it fits. And I have no idea because I liked it. I liked it a lot. But like. I don't know that I'll ever really need to watch it again. I might give it a second watch just to be sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think. it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of these films that we've been watching. It's kind of been like, uh, this is a one and done. Like, I don't yeah. know that I would be seeing Shark Tale anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, But I could see putting Rise of the Guardians in the mix with, uh, you know, holiday specials that I watch every year. Yeah. And I mean, it's also an interesting one because it has so many different holidays. Well, I guess it's really just Christmas and Easter because the other ones are not holiday specific. Holidays. Yeah, they're just guardians. They're guardians of of childhood. Yes, of of keeping children safe. 
keeping children safe and giving them fun i guess yeah the really. idea the idea that that there's a team of of these characters who are like action heroes is so bizarre <laughs> to me it is it's just str- what are they keeping them safe from <laughs> yeah exactly like this emergency of this boogeyman who's trying to take their dreams this has never happened before so what have they been up to what are their emergencies what are the yeah. normal things that they usually have to address well whenever the boogeyman near the beginning of the film said he's gonna warn the others i'm like oh we're we gonna have like a anti-guardian team are we gonna have like other <laughs> childhood villains like yeah what what's other childhood villains except sides from the boogeyman monster in the closet yeah the one in the closet but that's the boogeyman too i think isn't it that basically? is the boogeyman okay i mean the boogeyman uh, is basically like the boogeyman the bye-bye man yeah the, <laughs> the poo-poo pee-pee man <laughs> yeah the boogeyman's under the bed and the boogeyman's in the closet and then there's the scary toilet flushing um, <laughs> it's a scary toilet <laughs> yeah you know sometimes kids are oh like God. afraid of the now toilet I, now flushing. now i want a scene of <laughs> well it's great to see that everyone could make it here yeah of course the scary clown man <laughs> oh yeah scary clown that's good that's a good one the 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 creeping man yeah i'm a creeper yeah and the flushing toilet yeah. and it's just a picture of a toilet and you're flush yeah because <laughs> am i am i is that a thing that kids are are like commonly afraid or afraid of is toilets like when the toilet is like the sound of the toilet flushing i wasn't afraid of the toilet you know what flushing. i think it was i wasn't afraid of the toilet flushing itself but i was like terrified of ursula from the little mermaid and i felt there like she was go. gonna get me out of the toilet yeah she was just gonna <laughs> she was in there Oh, unfortunate souls. Yeah. She just gets peed on. <laughs> Why'd you do that, man? I, yeah. I'm just trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Can't you be a little courteous? Can't yeah. you watch what you're doing? It's like, this is I'm what sorry, you get for peeing on me. And you're like, that's what you get for being in a toilet. That's what this yeah. happens here. <laughs> you uh. knew where you were going. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. You wanted you wanted this. I don't, you know, normally agree with victim blaming, but you know, if you're hanging out <laughs> in a toilet, you got to expect some th- some things are going to happen there. <laughs> <laughs> Boogeyman, man, I child. Oh, I'm gonna look it up. Let me see. Childhood monsters. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. The greatest monsters in children's literature. Let's let's hmm. Let's take a look. The Jabberwock, the Grinch, Bunicula. Oh yes. What is Bunicula? It's a bunny Dracula. Ooh, what? <laughs> Based on a children's book. I The what, Monroe is... family rescued a bunny that was abandoned in a movie theater, which happened to be playing Dracula at the time. They nicknamed him Bunnicula, the vegetable juice-sucking exploits of the fanged rabbit in James Howell's series are largely imagined by the paranoid family cat, Chester, who believes Bunnicula is really a vampire. Wow. (laughs) 
Uh, Ab- Abiyoyo? I don't know that. I don't know that either. The the nothing? The nothing? Oh, never ending story. Oh, okay. Uh, the Dementors. <laughs> oh. The Dark Family? I don't know that it's necessarily literature, though. You know, these are just creatures from like, that are like. Smaug! In, in the collective imagination of. The of- Wang Doodle. The Wang Doodle. <laughs> Not the Wang Doodle. <laughs> Rald Dahl used uses the mystery of the beastly Wang Doodle to build a sense of dread in several of his stories. Willy Wonka mentions saving the Oompa Loompas from a Wang Doodle in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wang Doodle. I like I like it. Goblins. <laughs> well, I'm going to need to remember the Wang Doodle for future reference just anytime you need W H A N G Doodle. Okay. There's a silent H. Careful, there's going to be a Wang Doodle around the corner. You yeah, never know. Here we go. Let's see. <laughs> Boogeyman. Yeah. I, got, here's the thing him. Boogeyman is under the bed. I think the closet monster is different. It's and it's just called the closet monster. Yeah, it's just okay. a monster in the closet. Closet monster. Okay. Um, boogeyman, closet monster. Uh, ghouls. Just a bunch of ghouls. Uh, just general ghouls. Bigfoot. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh. <laughs> the Baba Yaga. Uh, okay. <laughs> you don't know the Baba Yaga? No. Okay, the Baba Yaga is a witch. A witch. Yeah. Okay. Bruhilda. <laughs> See, I think another thing though is like a lot of times families will make up their own scary creature or character you know mm-hmm. just based on like i don't know it just happens organically and you're like uh oh you know be good or else you know el cucuy yeah whatever it may be i feel like there was my mom had brujilda which was like mm. just like a scary name that she would be like she's coming to get you you know if we were being no, bad oh no not brujilda mom yeah <laughs> And then you open up to your therapist years later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I don't know where that name came from. I don't know why. But that was it. Yeah. I don't think I had any, like, childhood, like, don't go in the woods because the, the monster named Ralph is out there or yeah. something like that. We, I, I don't think we had anything like that. I mean, the closest, maybe there was talks years later about a ghost that was in the house where I grew up at, but I don't remember seeing one as a kid. I remember stuff happening like TVs coming on by themselves in the middle of the night for Mm -hmm. no reason, but nothing like too scary or malicious. Yeah, yeah. All right. Kid well, stuff, you know, fear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, how about what about this character Cupcake? What did you think of this character? I couldn't figure out what 
what her deal was or like what the movie wanted us to think of cupcake no because the first ha- the second half made her out to be like an or like a you know a normal child yeah but looking at the character like the first half of the movie i was thinking did they just include a uh child with like <laughs> down syndrome or yeah i was kind of thinking i was special like, needs child yeah i was like this character is either a bully or a special needs child um yes based on the way people are reacting to her because yeah. look, they they hit her with a snowball at the beginning and they're like uh-oh you hit cupcake yeah and, like, and then she starts like having fun mug and, and growling yeah but then immediately is just like laughing and like running and playing with them and i was like wait what was the problem? Yeah. <laughs> why, why did we well, do that? Because she gets hit by with Jack Frost's nipping at her nose. Yes. And then she starts to have fun. But in that first half, she doesn't really like say anything or talk yeah. to anyone. She just is, you know, yeah, like a very large for her age child. Yeah. And then second half of the movie, she starts like talking, has lines and everything. So I was thinking, I don't know. I don't know what this movie wants me to think about this kid. Yeah. yeah. It was weird that they, the, the, just the way they introduced it, I think is the only thing that caused any confusion because yeah. I was like, wait, is this kid a bully? What is the story here? Because we were introduced yeah. to like a lot, just that, that simple line of, uh Oh, you hit cupcake. Like, yeah. I was like, why is that? Uh Oh, what are you telling us right now? And her and- name is cupcake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all we know her by. Cause even her parents don't, don't call her by her actual name we don't know her name her real name it must be something that goes into more detail in one of the books that's possible and they were just like oh people who know the book will know what's what's cupcake yeah the the real fans will know yeah they'll they'll be like oh my gosh look it's cupcake they got her perfect and everyone else will be like what is this what's happening with this i don't get what her deal is yeah (laughs) what's the story here you gotta read the book you got to. Um, okay, I have I have mine ranked. It just says, at first she seems like a mean girl that everyone is afraid of, but thanks to Jack Frost and his magic snowball, she becomes friends with everyone. Okay. That's it. I guess I, I'm thinking of it of like, in term on the, from the perspective of like her character development, it seems useless for her to start off as kind of mean and then immediately become nice. But I yeah, guess arc, that was a quick arc. <laughs> but I guess what we're supposed to learn is from Jack's arc perspective of like w- that moment is supposed to teach us about Jack, not about Cupcake. <laughs> yeah. But I was so fascinated by that moment that I was like, Wait, so what's up with Cupcake? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I understand it. I got it now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. I have I have it ranked on my list. Um, I don't feel confident about it at all. Me neither. But I think it's in a good spot. It's, uh, it's in the middle. Mine I can is... tell you that much. Uh, yeah, like roughly middle. Yeah, yeah, roughly mid, maybe lower. 
Yeah. You know what's funny? The other day I was I, I was talking to someone who uh the, the the this show came up in conversation and uh a friend was like, Well, you know, don't get kind of started on DreamWorks movies because all they do is try like, you know, trash talk them. All they do is, you know, whoa talk about how bad they are. And I was like, actually, no, most of them have been great. There have only been like three or four of them that I would say are not good. The rest of them are Shark Tale. Nice. Yeah. Shark Maybe. Tale, Horse Movie, Shrek the Third, Ants. Those are like the only ones that I would say is straight up not good. Yeah. Well, and even Ants Horse Movie chug. is, huh? Ants has chug. Ants has chug, and Horse Movie has artistic integrity. Yeah. Um, and then like the next, I mean, I guess I'm just gonna read my list because, but I, I just, I, I took umbrage to that of like, hey, no, yeah. we don't. We don't hate every dreamworks movie yeah, we see that wouldn't have be. you not listened to our list yeah, you don't even we have a top to this five <laughs> the top five is probably all you <laughs> both of our top fives is like all you need to yeah. know how great dreamworks is it's yeah. and it's usually a great movie and some of its sequels and when i look like at my list of like okay here's the ones that i like here's the ones that i love here's the ones that are kind of meh and then at the bottom are the ones i don't like yeah. And the more I'm like, okay, I think this one's going to go somewhere on the border of like and love, or this one's going to go on the border of love of like and meh. Yeah. And, and the, the border of like and love keeps getting pushed lower and lower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, these, most of these movies are fantastic. Yeah. And I think it's uh, been a, a journey of self-discovery with DreamWorks and also maybe oversaturation of like they make too many movies for all of them to connect. And because yeah. they have so many movies that kind of slip through the crack, the reputation or the like the the you look at them and you're like, they have a few hits, but mostly they make kind of whatever movies. But no, people I'm... have to understand this, too. We it's an interesting thing having us review these DreamWorks movies because you got to understand we used to be kids. We used to be a lot younger than we are now. That, that's the one. Th that's the thing people don't know is that we used to be kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just spilled the beans. I'm sorry. Peeling back the curtain, yeah, uh, to reveal the um, wizard. We are. So we we feel <laughs> we. F might feel differently about movies that that were earlier or back then. It's like, yeah, Shrek is is great by mm -hmm. all accounts, and and yeah, that was like back when we were a lot younger than we used to be. So maybe there's a little bit more fondness to that, but it also speaks truth. You know, Shrek is a great film. Yeah, you know, and we're and you know we're getting into these films where it's ten years ago, so we're not kids. Yeah, this but was we're only not, 10 years ago. Yeah, it's only 10 years ago. So we're not kids, but, you know, we're not old like we are now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the middle. We're like, ah, this is all kid movies. Who wants to see this? Yeah, you're right. This was the era of, like, unless it was Pixar, um, I wasn't necessarily running out to see the latest animated movies. Right. You know? I was yep. I was college age. I was like, you know, trying to be like a an intellectual, a, a, an artisan of film consumption. Yeah, 
You too you busy know? watching Fight Club and I'm <laughs> well no, I never saw Fight Club until you left. You did never see Fight Club. What, what, I was I was what, busy watching Lincoln. I was busy watching oh, uh, you know yeah. uh Brave. I'm trying to think what else came out around that time. Uh twenty twelve? Yeah. I think the movie twenty twelve came out. Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> and also either. lots of like comedies, you know, Apatow comedies and uh, you know, uh, grown up uh, Argo, Lawless. Oh, Argo! The, there you go. The remake yeah. to Red Dawn, Life of Pi. Oh, Life uh, of Pi, fantastic! This is Forty. Yeah, Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. Didn't see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Looper. I, I remember Looper. I didn't see that one either. Looper was Looper is good. You should try out Looper. Okay. Uh, Red Tails. <laughs> oh, I missed that one too. Yeah, me too. Uh, butter, what? Bur- 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 butter, <laughs> butter. Yeah, I don't know that. You movie. don't remember butter? No. Uh. Oh, Paranorman came out in 2012. Oh, there you go. That's one. I like. That's a good one. I like Paranorman. Anyway, the let's get to these lists. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, the Iron what? The Iron Lady. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say Iron Giant. Oh, yeah, I was like, the Iron Giant came out in 99. Yeah. <laughs> that's an old, Iron... that's a great movie, too. Margaret Thatcher. Um. Okay, so I have it on my list. Here we go. Me, too. I'm just going to go breeze right through it. Do it. 25, Spirit, Horse Movie. 24, Shark Tale. 23, Shrek the Third. 22, Ants. 21, Over the Hedge. 20, Sinbad. Uh, 19, Monsters vs. Aliens. 18, The Road to El Dorado. 17, Flushed Away. 16, Rise of the Guardians. Uh, nice. It's, yeah, that feels so low, but like, Flushed Away, we loved Flushed Away. Yeah. And it's all the way we down love- at 17 now. <laughs> yeah. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to have a, like a top five. This is the creme de, de la creme, the cream of the yeah. crop. Yeah. Everything in the middle is going to be passable. And then the bottom five is going to be like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. That really is exactly the breakdown of it. The bottom yeah. five are the ones that I'm like, if I never see that movie again, I don't think I'll have a problem with that. And then yeah. everything between that and the top five is like, yeah, I liked that movie. I mean, you know what? It's 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 worth going back to revisit just because it's interesting or like, you know, there's things in it that are are, are worth seeing again. Yeah. And then that top five is uh, that's where you, that's where you go and fill your soul up with with uh with art i guess yeah. i don't know um but anyway yes rise of the guardians i liked it very much um but again yeah it's just uh something something it's good i don't know there's yeah. nothing wrong with it it was nice glad i watched it moving on basically <laughs> yeah uh for me 25 shark tail 24 over the hedge 23 spirit 22 Sinbad, 21 Shrek the Third, 20 Ants, 19 Monsters vs. Aliens, 18 B Movie, 17 Flushed Away, 16 Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, oh. 15 Rise of the Guardians. Okay. See, yeah. I have it, I have mine right under Madagascar 3. So you're saying you'd watch Madagascar 3 before you'd watch uh, Rise of the Guardians? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I I liked Madagascar three more than this, probably m- mostly just because it's so fun. Mm. And Rise of the Guardians is very good, and it is fun, but uh, in a in a very like 
adventure fantasy type way whereas madagascar yeah. 3 is just colorful and silly and yeah. uh that's that's the way to my heart is, is colorful and silly there you go yeah and then just to review the top five uh for me is shrek uh number four is kung fu panda 2 number three is how to train a dragon number two is shrek 2 and number one is kung fu panda just to refresh where we're at with that and my top five is net number five, Kung Fu Panda 2, number four, Shrek, number three, Shrek 2, number two, Kung Fu Panda, number one, How to Train Your Dragon. There it is. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score. Yes. How, how are you feeling? I think that probably critics really liked this movie. Okay. And I think... I'm going to go... I'm going to go in the 80s. I think they... I'm going to... My gut says 84. 84. 84%. You, lock, you locking in? I'm locking in. All right. Critics' consensus of Rise of the Guardians is a sort of Avengers for the elementary school set. That's what I said. Rise of the Guardians is wonderfully animated and briskly paced, but oh. it's only so-so in the storytelling department. Okay. Hmm. I might have overestimated, but we're going to stick with it. Rise of the Guardians Rotten Tomato score is certified fresh. Okay, so it's above 75. At? 75 or above. 75. Wow. Right at the at the very bare minimum of certified fresh. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I can't... I can't say I would argue. I just thought they would like it more. But I mean, 75 is is kind of right at where I would rate it yeah. myself i guess that's hey that's kind of how we ranked it yeah you know it's it's kind of near it's it's likable and it's just you know yeah mid to bottom tier likable which is not bad you're still gonna <laughs> like the movie you yeah. know what i mean because like being ranked anywhere at this point from 20 to 10 it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're not saying these movies are bad. Just yeah, because they, get they off have our double case, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just because they have double digits. If yeah. I could give these movies like uh at number one is How to Train Your Dragon, number one B is <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. It's like yeah. guys, these are good movies. There's like 40 of there, these movies. There's like 43 and, and of them. most like 75% of them. They're going to be great. Yeah, they're very good. I like yeah. them. Get off her case, man. Yeah, leave us alone. Listen, Rise of the Guardians got a 15 and a 16. <laughs> but I tell you what, that's an A. Uh, Not an A plus, but it's an A. Yeah. Yeah. It's A, it's a plus A and then A minus. A, a plus A equals no A. Not there's no math in this. <laughs> there's no math in alphabet. Oh, tell some, that to algebra. Some, yeah, sometimes there is. <laughs> um, right now there's 41 DreamWorks movies. We're we're well on our way. We are. Oh, by the way, the audience score for Rise of the Guardians was 80. Okay, I was a little closer there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well mm -hmm. then. Uh, oh, I and Wreck-It Ralph came out around this time too. Oh, you know what? That's where I was 
watching Wreck-It Ralph instead of was this Was it movie. 2012? Yeah, it was 2012. Wreck-It Ralph is one of my favorite animated... One of my favorite movies, period, maybe. It's so good. Yeah. I love Wreck-It Ralph. Um, okay, let's read. We only have one email today. Okay. So I'm going to get right there, right to it. Here we go. Got an email from our good friend, Eloise. Hey. It's been a while since we got an email from Eloise. She says, good day from WA. Is that Western Australia, probably? Maybe. She's not in Washington. Wawa. Wawa. <laughs> Walla Walla, Washington. Yeah. We know someone who was from there. Do we do? Yeah. Who? I'll let you know later. Just Okay. Yeah. We know someone who's from Walla Walla, Washington, and that's fun. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, Dream Jerks. It's your pal, Eloise. Uh, I had to cue a facepalm when Kenneth asked John if the peas come frozen. They actually don't. They come ready to eat. Right. It, at the restaurant, at, they do, at the restaurant, but, but they have being... to ship it all the way over to the States. Yeah, they're being shipped from Australia to, to, to Florida. Yeah. They got to get frozen. Yeah. Um, she says, but then I forgave you because you never had a red rooster ever. Uh, yeah, because we don't have them over here. I have yeah, to that's... get the peas shipped. They get shipped here frozen because it takes a while. <laughs> it takes a while. It takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> to ship peas overseas peas there's, overseas there's shipping delays there's the supply chain there's uh the the evergreen ship getting stuck in the canal yeah all these kinds of things factor in they have to freeze the peas to send them here yeah to okay. yeah. to maintain freshness of course you'd be getting a box a huge crate full of rotten peas if they didn't freeze them <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's worse. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, she says we're missing out, though, on Red Rooster. Well, tell them to get over here. We're waiting. Yeah. We're ready. We're yeah. ready to fran- open a franchise. Yeah. Uh, she says, I actually saw Madagascar 3 in cinemas in 3D. Oh, uh, yeah. As my 13th birthday present from my mom. And I think oh. I drove my mom nuts when I couldn't stop singing Afro Circus. Afro yeah. Circus, yeah. All kids and all adults uh, at war about that song. <laughs> yeah. She says, I'm not surprised that Chris Rock improvised that song. It's annoying. But then again, it's uh, the trailer did have sexy and I know it as their background music. I mean, it's a kid's film, right? Here's a question for you. What ride do you think will replace Shrek 4D? In Australia, we replaced it with How to Train Your Dragon 4D when the second movie of this franchise came out. Uh, P.S. The map is nearly done. I will give it to you when you do Trolls World Tour or the newest DreamWorks movie. Bye, Eloise. So what do we think is replacing Shrek 4D or what do we want to replace Shrek 4D? Well, what does it say in the email? Well, she says, what do we think? Oh. That's a less um, interesting question, though, because it's, you know, there's stuff cause on. Because we, we kind of already know what's going in there. There's, I mean, even if we don't look at online rumors, if you go in the park and you look at the wall, like construction walls that are up around 
the building that was Shrek 4D. There's minions all over it. Yep. That can't be a coincidence because no. it would be bad theming if they just use those minion walls anywhere. Like, say, if they <laughs> use them in front of the mummy ride as it's being refurbished. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all these minions working on yeah. the mummy ride. <laughs> Don't worry. There's it, minions hard at work in here fixing up the mummy ride for you. <laughs> this is going to take 18 months. Yeah. Abel? No, you can't have a lunch break. <laughs> Why was that minion impression so good? I don't know, man. Bubble? I have to listen. I have to listen that, back to that. That was great. Um, but yes, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's probably a minion thing. It's probably more than likely a minion thing because it's right across from uh, the other minion ride. Yeah, it's min- minion mayhem. Minion despicable me. Minion mayhem. Which has been there since 2012? 12? 12, I think. So about 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it has been about 10 years. Which is right about the point where I think the other two rides that have been in that building had like a 10-year tenure. 10-year tenure. 10-year tenure. <laughs> is a great band name. 10-year tenure. That's like when you, you know, when bands do like an anniversary tour. Yeah. That when, when Pangolin reaches the 10 year mark, <laughs> we're going to go on the 10 year tenure tour. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, like um, the first ride that was in there was the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm looking up right now how long each of these rides were there. Um, and then that got replaced with Jimmy ne- Neutron's Nicktoons Blast. And then that was replaced by Despicable Me, Minion, and Mayhem. Yeah. Wait, what the heck is this? There's a thing. Oh, there was a TV show called The Fantastic World of Hanna-Barbera that actually came up instead of The Ride. I'm looking for The Ride. Oh. What the heck is this show? I don't know this show. I don't remember it being a show. Oh, here we go. It's a ride. Okay. I'm now on the ride page. It was open in 1990 and closed in 2002. So that one got 12 nice years. Nice. And then uh, Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast was from uh, 2003. to 2011 so that one only had eight years oh wow eight years and it's despicable me so it was 12 years and eight years and yeah now despicable me is finishing its 10 year tenure and it'll probably stay there for a long time yeah because people still go nuts about about those minions they go bananas for minions yeah i think it could do because they've had that ride system it's we're talking about three different rides. It's the same yeah, ride. <laughs> they just change the way the room looks and they change the movie that's on the screen and basically that's it. That's it. And it's a it's a a 4D uh four p- person per row seating cinema experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's one I think that they wanted to build a minion ride. They wanted to capitalize on the popularity as soon as possible. And they said, okay, just put something. We'll put it in, in Jimmy Neutron. 
just make it fast and we'll get a minion ride open soon before the second movie. Yeah. And I think if they had any idea how huge these movies were going to get, they would have made a much better ride. <laughs> right. But they were focused on the the quick yeah. and cheap. Quick and cheap. And but even then they've used the same minion ride. They haven't made a better minion ride in other parks where they have the 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 you know, the knowledge that this is uh this is huge. Maybe they should have a proper real good ride. No, they're like, no, 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 put the 3D thing. But move the chairs. T- yeah. <laughs> but they have taken the time in other parks to kind of do more on the theming side. Yeah, yeah. They'll build where, up a land around it. Yeah, where Orlando just has one square building <laughs> containing the ride. Yeah. Made to look like a sound stage. Yeah, with um, Gru's house outside. Yeah, with Gru's the front of his house outside. Yeah. Um uh the other places like Hollywood and Japan have super silly fun land. Yeah. Or or like yeah, cuz Gru- Hollywood has Gru's whole neighborhood. Yeah. Um and I think what uh Beijing has like a minion land, uh Singapore or something has minion park or something like that. Some yeah. some park all these other places have better minion stuff than us. It's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's that email. Thanks, Eloise, for writing in. I can't wait to see that map, but we won't get yeah, to see it until great. we're caught up. Uh, so it'll be a while. But, you know, thank you for doing that. No one asked you to do that, and you do it just because you want to, and that's cool. Yeah. We love that. Um. All right. So anyway, uh, plugs. Oh, let me see if there's any iTunes reviews. Probably not, because oh. people never do that. <laughs> you guys never review us on iTunes. It's not, I don't understand. Why not? I Why think iTunes you? is passe, man. Yeah, it's we're a year. We've been doing this for one year, and you guys, there's like six reviews on this. <laughs> on yeah, don't iTunes. worry about it, man. One, two, three, four, five. Five reviews. I know more than five of you listen. <laughs> <laughs> they listen on Spotify. Oh, that's what it is. You guys, get over to Apple iTunes. If you have an iPhone, just go over there and write anything and make me read it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, uh, plugs. John, you got anything? Uh, no. Okay. Make sure you check out Peacock, the streaming app. It's gonna have a Mega Mind show on it soon. Um, be sure to check out uh, at King Kemen on Instagram and Twitter, and and uh, Pangolin FL, our band all on the internet we play songs uh follow this show at dream jerks pod on instagram and twitter and facebook send us an email and we'll read it right here at dream at gmail.com again please just leave us a rating and a review on whatever podcast app you like to use that is so helpful for us tell your friends if you like this show um and make sure that if this is the first one they listen to that they, they understand that this is a uh, something something got there's a gas leak in here or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to add, John? Um, no, I, I, I don't think I can think of anything. What, what's our next movie? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, I, I just looked the crudes. Oh, you like the crudes. I do like the crudes. And we have a friend who's been asking us. They keep telling us. Uh, yes. I'm going to be there to talk about the crudes. So I know we'll who have, you're talking about. 
we will have them on next time and we got to reach out but uh yes. yeah we'll be back next in two weeks to talk about the crudes but until then until then in two weeks time happy anniversary to us yeah and we did smoke, it smoke vanish alpha zeta bones jones marcos lightspeed crazy calzoni fat giraffe will do am bobo denkirk we'll see you all at band practice for the dream to work we gotta go to sleep and i'm exhausted i can't wait to go to sleep the so, sandman's here sandy yeah he's gonna good. make us <laughs> good night oh. Dream Jerks podcast has no affiliation with DreamWorks Animation, Universal Pictures, or Comcast NBC Universal. The views or opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for. Theme music by Pangolin. And maybe you can dream again. Still dream. And all the wonder that you Honk shoe. Honk shoe. Okay, bye. <laughs>